Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. You got me? Everybody's got me? You got me? Got me good. Level's good. All right. Hey, we promised to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is uh, my name is Mike. You got me there, Earl? You got yeah, me? Yeah, I right. got you now. There we go. There we go. It's uh, it's uh, uh, folks. Here's here's the here's how we make the magic. Here's how we make the how we how we make the music with you is uh, we are in the what do we call it? Location Bravo, the temporary studios, right? Because yes. of the. Uh, because of still the COVID scare at, uh, and studio refurbishment and eh, whatever, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's always a legitimate reason. There's, we're not whining about that. Um, but when we go on a road like we do last week, this is a, we're, we're basically using our portable setup as our temporary permanent setup, right? Well, when we have to tear down the portable setup and take it with us on the road, getting it back and fine-tuned perfectly is, is one of those... Um, I think I got it done right. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, you could test it, and you could test it, but until you hear the, the you're on the air, you know, you know in, in your headset, you know. And, uh, there we uh, go. It's, it's tough to, uh, to get the actual uh, feedback and, and the levels perfect. So um, while I'm talking right now, adjusting and <laughs> making, making everything uh, sound, uh, sound professional. So, hey, uh, I don't do the program by myself. You know that on my right, I'm joined by the great, 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 Grandson of Daniel Boone, please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. It um, was a was a good week away. Let me get these. Get you and I matched up here. There we go. Um, we uh, you listen for those that listened last week. Uh, you know, we, we we joined you live from uh, the uh, the U.S. Concealed Carry Associations. Uh, their carry expo, their 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 training and carry expo, and uh, that was in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, and uh, Earl, you know, we've done travel. You know, we've done the last two years. We've done the uh, uh, the Florida carry event, right? The uh, yes, their their open carry or education event, uh, camping event, which is nice. But that's been you know, let's face it, that it was a, it's an event in the woods. You know, yeah, a, yeah, and it's driving. It's like yeah. Two hours yeah, from our our right. home home uh, area of operation, and and to me that's that I'm still in the same state. I'm not traveling. Yeah, right. Exactly. You drive more than that for work every day. Yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much. 
Uh, we, we did Detroit with our good friend Rick Ector uh, back in August. Mm-hmm. But that was a, a shooting event. That was a, a training event. That wasn't a Second Amendment education event. Right. So this is really the first one since SHOT Show. For me, three uh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and one that you and I have been to together in, I was going to say, because it's almost two years now since the SHOT Show. And you didn't go to the last one. Right. So right. that makes it a three-year event right. prior to that. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was good to get back in the groove. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, right? good, it was great to be back out on the road, see friends I, I personally haven't seen yeah. in, you know, three years. Yeah. So it was, it was good to see them. Uh, it was, uh, but it was back in that, um, how should we say, like a convention hall environment. Yes. Um, you know, the, the expo center kind of thing. Uh, convention uh, hall, trade show. Yeah, yeah. Tra- there you go. Perfect, perfect. Not gun show. Right. Because I, I think a lot of people think when we go do these things, whether it be a shot or an NRA or a USCCA, that, oh, it's a giant gun show. No, it's, it's not. Now, there are a couple of big giant gun shows we do, but then we're there as kind of like the... You know, the come meet the the radio guys, right? You, you know, it's it's kind of like a the little uh, meet and greets. It's it's not where we all get together and go to, you know, uh, uh, put forth the Second Amendment effort, right? Um, so uh, this was the first one, yeah, and it was really good. I, I, I got to say, uh, uh, thank you to uh, uh, um, all the USCCA and you know and, and Tim Schmidt and, and all of his peoples and uh, you know for 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 whatever you hear about uh, USCCA, good or bad, they stood up this time when the NRA. Three weeks prior to that, canceled. Yeah, and uh, USCCA said, "Eh, stick this in your hat," you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and they went they went on and did it. So, I think that just means good things for the shows coming up. Yeah, you know, because yeah, that, that that showed it, it can be done right yeah. now in this and I'm yeah, I'm going to say in this political environment. There you go. Because I, I think you and I are in agreement that while there is an issue of a medical environment. It's nowhere near to the extent that the the nightly news wants oh, to portray. Oh, it's just you know, come on. Well, I did I did see you know several people, uh, wear you know wearing masks and everything, but it was completely optional. You, you know, yeah. eat, eat, whether you were or were not wearing it, nobody gave weird looks or no. act, acted differently. And I mean, there may be the occasional if talking to someone wearing a mask yeah. what, excuse me what what'd you say can yeah. you repeat that yes oh okay yeah sure no problem yeah because I, I think some people do forget that they're wearing them and they talk right. with their normal voice and, mm-hmm. and especially in a convention hall you know you, you lost 20 decibels right there trying to listen to somebody you know oh yeah, oh, um, yeah. but uh, yeah I, I remember one that's all I remember was one dude wearing it I remember it because it was the flag of Texas that, that he had on it and I was yeah. like oh that's pretty cool yeah um, yeah uh, obviously, we got to the airport. You know, there's yeah, you're going air, with federal air, rules yeah, there. Airport. Well, yeah, they they say federal law. Like, yeah, there's no federal show, law. Yeah, show yeah, me yeah. the federal statute. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't, we don't, we don't even have to get into that. We'll just leave the airport nonsense alone. But um, I, th- I uh, think in the convention hall, I maybe saw a very, very small handful, like five or six. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think like the the local cleaning crew I saw wearing a mask, but I think at this point the local cleaning crew is like, hey. I'm going to wear a mask that way I don't have to, you know, when I'm in the bathroom here cleaning up. Just, just, now I don't look weird wearing a mask. You know? <laughs> they probably would have wanted to wear a mask even yeah, before exactly any, right, any exactly type right. of pandemic yeah. or anything. And there was a lot of brisket being sold there, too. So, you know, oh, it's yeah. a, that's a lot of meat for people that don't normally eat that meat. You know, they're yeah. just rolling right through. But um, good stuff. Good stuff. So um, we, had, we, had a, we had a good time and uh, we uh, plan on doing it again. 
you know, we're working the plans out for uh, for the shooting, hunting, outdoor trade show. And listen, I, and I know we always say that's an industry event, but let me be clear on this. Um, here's the people that count as the industry. Obviously, anybody around a gun store or a federal firearms license, okay? That's good. And I know, listen, and here's the next part, because I know you're a huge part of our audience. We hear from you all the time. If you are military, active, or reserve, if you are law enforcement, full-time, part-time, if you are fire, EMS, if you're security, if you're anything like that, you qualify to go there. Uh, you know, you may have to pay a fee that you don't want to, you know, that's that's normal, excuse me, not normal for your regular gun show. I think it was, I think it was $150 at one point if you were a cop and you wanted to attend as a, as a, as a viewer or a buyer. One minute. And it was, um, but I'm telling you, that 100 150 bucks you might spend to get in there, you will you will easily leave with that much in swag if you want. Oh, you know, oh it's yeah. it's not like you're going to be leaving empty-handed, right? Um, and and just just the contacts you'll make there, it'll be a uh, uh, it'll be incredible, and you're going to meet people from your line of work that deal with your your equipment. Uh, it's it's all there. Listen, you you're there and you're on the rescue side of it. Go go on the rescue side of it. You're on the hunting outdoor trade side. Get there. Go. You know, I, I want to see it all. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. Oh, all right. Well, listen. That's uh, that's the uh, first segment here. We got uh, we got more coming back for you after the break. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sift through the topics. We'll let you know what we have. You're listening to uh, Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We'll be back in a few. Pick a topic. Pick a topic. The Keltec Sub 2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity. Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. One minute. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, we come back. We come. We come. We come back. We come. We come, we come back. We come back. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Uh, you have a. You got the, you got the two guys right here. You got Daryl. You got Mike. We are here. We are here, uh, and uh, we're back from the concealed carry event. I, I mean, I just I, early again. I can't say how impressed I was that uh, that they that the boss people there at the concealed carry association said, "Screw the external pressures. Let's do this and show everybody we can get it done." And I really think that's going to mean a lot going forward. So, yeah, um, I think we've got one or two more interviews from there. Uh, that we got from our friends over at Raider Tactical. That we'll get, uh, we're gonna we'll put them out next week. We'll we'll do them here on the show with you. Um, in fact, we may get them to do a little live follow up for us also. Um, Earl, what do you think? I mean, uh, I think it's time to jump. Want to jump into some Glock nineteen? Jump right in there. <laughs> always. Let's I'm do it. I'm let's, always up for that. Let's jump into the nineteen. Uh, Title of this article: Glock nineteen. Is it really such a great gun? Well, admittedly, I'm biased. So I'm gonna go with. Yes. I'm going with yes, too. All right, next story is... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got to learn how to stretch these segments out. <laughs> stretch it, stretch it, stretch yeah. it. Um, uh, if, if you're into firearms or, and you're a regular listener to us, you you know, zero chance you haven't heard of Glock. Um, impressive history. Uh, came into America in, what, 86? Yeah, I think uh, that's about right. I'm yeah. trying to remember now. I don't think they really had m- much... They weren't around much longer than that. Uh, no, it was Glock. Eighty-two, I want to say. You know, early eighties is when Gaston Glock. You got the accidental got, fax. Yeah, got a fax from yeah. the Austrian government by yep. accident yep. because he was a uh, prior supplier to yep. the government, and they were looking for a new service pistol. And somebody just selected the list of all yeah. suppliers, not just the firearm suppliers, and said, we're looking for a new handgun. He, he had and made canteens, uh-huh. knives, yep. and e-tools. And if you ever go look at Glock's inventory of stuff you can buy, they're still available. He's, yeah. They still make them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and 
So he got it, read the, the requirements. He's like, I can do this. And sat down with some engineers and did, did all the uh, prototype testing himself personally yeah. in the basement of his house. Yeah. Glo- uh, Gaston Glock is right-handed. Mm-hmm. He did all the test firing left-handed <laughs> just in case something happened. I mean, the numbers say it's going to work, but... Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, lo and behold, here we are today. I mean, everything, they went from something brand, brand new, you know, Battlefield Tupperware. They were, you know, one of the most downplayed firearms in modern day and were one of the most torture-tested. Not only did somebody come up with a, 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 a torture test and it passed it with flying colors then people started all right i'm gonna run it until it dies and dumped thousands and thousands of rounds of ammunition through it and it still kept going it's been dropped from helicopters it's been frozen yeah it, it's it went through it, it i mean it really did early it went through tests that no other gun before was ever put through. Yeah. Um, I mean, stupid stuff. Yeah. You know, tied a rope around the trigger guard and drug it behind a pickup truck down a dirt road for five miles. Remember the Frisbee test also. Yeah. You had to, you had to, you had to stand there and fling it as far as you could like a Frisbee and bounce it down a concrete, like a concrete outdoor basketball court and, and see if it would go off. Uh, it was just, this was, this was literally everybody... Uh, and their brother that was carrying a revolver or a 1911 that did not want to see this succeed. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, letting letting their uh, uh, dog chew on oh, the yeah. frame. And, That's you right. Know, yeah, yeah. It, it's it. You know, it's got an interesting stippling on it now, and <laughs> it's disfigured a little bit, but it still went bang. Yep. But you know, with, with you know, a lot of people complain about it. The look, it's boxy, and you know, boxy slide, and it, it yeah. It's not glamorous. In, right. in my personal opinion, yeah, it's not glamorous. It's a tool. I mean, quite honestly, I've, I've seen them. Uh, a, a Glock factory came out with, I think it was, I can't remember how many of them they made. They did fancy scroll engraving, like you would, you know, stereotype, stereotypical engraving you yeah. would see on a, like on a Colt s- or single action yeah. Colt yeah. or a 1911. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, it didn't look good to me. No. I mean, I'm not saying it was ugly, no. but it just doesn't have the appeal to me because, to me, this is like a shovel or, or a, a w- well-used, worn sledgehammer. Right. It's a tool. I'm all about the performance upgrades and, you know, stuff like that. Just uh, And some of the stuff where everybody gets crazy machining the slide and cutting holes in them, uh, for the most part, it uh, doesn't really blow my skirt up. But um, if that's what you want to do, yeah. knock yourself out. As long as it keeps going bang, and you know the ballpark price tag for it, it's in the you know depending on street price. I mean they're gonna the, the article here is quoting MSRP. So from the Gen fours and Gen fives, you know five six hundred bucks. Um, you can wheel and deal here and there, and maybe get a better price. And me personally, I would not hesitate a bit. To look at one used, like uh, you go into no. a gun store and they got a bunch of them in the in the case, and you ask, and say, "Oh yeah, we you know had a uh, a local agency turned all the old ones in to get new ones, and we're blowing these out for uh, you know three fifty, four hundred, four fifty, yep. whatever the price tag is. I wouldn't be afraid of that at all. Now, granted, I I may uh, replace the recoil spring, and there's a few w- wear items, but quite honestly. Most departments don't don't run their guns anywhere near 
the cycle lifespan no. of, of what Glock designed them for. No. No. And, and you can, listen, they're easily, uh, um, I'll give you an idea. Uh, any armorer school that I've ever been to is usually a, a minimum of a week long for any firearm. Um, Glocks is like four hours. Yeah. And, and then four hours practicing it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I, and they I, give you one tool, and it's a five sixteenth punch. Here yeah, you go. I I did the the uh, granted I did the basic factory armors class, and yeah, I think total classroom time was about four hours. Yeah. I mean, we went an eight hour day. Yep. But actual brand new learning was about four hours, and they're <laughs> they're they're super simple. Uh, my my, uh, my my simple brain could could understand it and learn how to work on it. So it, it's got to be simple. If it's, uh, let's say you buy one and you happen to be the one that got, you know, buys the, the, the used gun that the cop shot at 10,000 times. Um, listen, as, as, and, and the barrels are not going to wear out because of the way the barrels are made. Uh, you know, they're, they're different, uh, different kind of rifling in it mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the old style, uh, you know, rifle or even AR rifle rifling. Um, if anything, it just makes it crisper, you know, because it's, a, it's, not, a, it's not an angled cut into the barrel it's right. a straight cut it's a polygonal right. cut so what i'm trying to say is when they when they put the grooves in the barrel the lands and grooves in the barrel there's no angles they're straight 90 degree cuts down into it well with, with uh, technically with polygonal there are no lands and grooves it's it's more of indentations Co- correct uh, that the glock went with that because it gave a better tighter seal yes of the projectile to the bore yes so it was like Technically, you know, I'm, we're, we're delving into the very, very fine details of the engineering, but it's a uh, more efficient use of the, the propellant gases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, in the Gen 5, Glock did realize that uh, they could improve the accuracy a little bit, and they went with, uh, it's co- technically, it's a combination of, of lands and grooves and polygonal. I think a more accurate is single-edge polygonal. There you go. Of course, they have to call it, you know, their marksman barrel. Right, exactly. And it's a ninety-degree cut into the, into, right. the into it is right. what it is. Um, and um, yeah, and it's going to the point of that whole barrel talk we're giving you is you're, it's going to take you a uh, hundred thousand rounds of lead ammo to find a, a worn-out barrel. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, yeah it's, you, it's you'll not, go broke before you yeah, wear the yeah. barrel out. Um, but all other parts, yeah, you know, including, listen, recoil springs, uh, you know, whether, you know, maybe it's a mag spring, or not, excuse me, a mag catch spring. Um, it's the most, uh, the, the parts available for Glocks are the most available for firearm parts anywhere in the world. You can get all accessories, all firearm parts, and you can go right on Google and boop, and in 30 seconds, basically be a Glock armor and know how to change those items out. Um, yeah. We did for... A couple of times, I've still got a, I've still got a two or three of them laying around. When forty cals started going out of out of uh, of popularity, I love them. They were selling them two fifty a piece. Uh huh. So I'd buy them for two fifty. You'd buy a, a seventy five dollar conversion barrel to nine mil. Boom! Now I got to be a Glock nineteen or a Glock seventeen. It says twenty two or twenty three on it, but it's a One nine minute. mil. Or you do like you did, Earl, and you can also drop in that uh, three fifty seven Sig barrel. Yeah. In fact, my, my actually my first Glock is a Glock 23. Uh, physically, it's identical size as a 19. It's the, the compact version, and I did that. I had, uh, you know, I've yeah. got 40 cal, and then I went and bought the uh, con- 9 mil conversion barrel, and then somebody introduced me to 357 Sig, yeah. 
and now I play with all three different calibers. The beautiful thing over Glock, I think over everything else, is it doesn't matter what Glock it is, from the small, tiny, uh, the the Glock uh, 42, mm-hmm. all the way up to the the the, the big daddy, uh, uh, the uh, the long slide 45s, the 40s. Um, 41. 41s. Um, it's all the same. You can close your eyes, disassemble, shoot, fire, pull, trigger, everything all the same. And we'll touch more on this when we come back. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Max Rack Studios. Stick around. Me? I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their ear pods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the time them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live. Here we are. Here we are back in the studio location. Bravo. Yes. Um, or, or, see, we were in, it was Texas last week. Yes. And uh, we were in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. So not, uh, uh, NRA was supposed to be in Houston, and Houston's a coastal town. Uh, you know, it gets that hot, gets that humidity, it gets steamy there. Now, when we were in Texas, I remember we were sitting with our good friends from uh, uh, um, Next Level Training. And they're out of, yes. uh, they're out of um, you know, Maple Falls, uh, uh, or Fer- I'm sorry, the, I guess the headquarters out of Ferndale, Washington, yeah. north of... Uh, North of Seattle, just about an hour up by the Bellingham area. Yeah, uh, was that, what was that like twenty miles south of Canada? Yeah, yeah, that's where Maple Falls is. I think that's where the <laughs> world headquarters is. The factory is a little bit further south, so it's like thirty minutes. All yeah, right, yeah all not right. twenty minutes. Yeah, or I don't know. They, they might call it kilometers there. Eh? 
I don't know. It's yeah, just no it. telling. Um, it's so funny because they're so American yet they're so Canadian. <laughs> so, <laughs> like that, like the TV show Letter Kenny, the that that show. I know of it. Oh um, yeah, it's just they're just like that. Um, um, anyway, uh, um, we're sitting there with them, and uh, it was on on the back porch of the uh, of the, uh, the the. They got uh, an Airbnb. Yep, yep, of the place we were staying, like and, five bedroom house. Beautiful, and, uh, beautiful place. And it was probably like. Uh, 70 degrees? What would you say? 70, 75 degrees? I'd say 75, maybe. Right. You know. So maybe 75. It was in the mid-high 70s. Yeah. All right. And uh, we're all just having that conversation about, uh, uh, oh, you know, it's, it's finally good to be back on the road and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. this time of year is wonderful. Oh, it's great sitting out here. Um, and uh, and it said, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice that it's, you know, to actually be sitting here in a little bit of cool weather, I think you and I said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was like you get about seventy five. Yeah. And they were like, "Did you say cool? <laughs> did you say cool? Yeah. This we is did. this is our summer." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you kidding? This is about when we start to leave the house. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. Otherwise, it's from one air conditioned facility to another. Yep. You know? yep. And that's what it is. So it was pretty. It was pretty funny. But um, yeah, temperature good, seventy five, even nice there. But when we got off the plane back here in Florida, I mean, the moment the doors opened. You know, everything steamed up. You know, oh, gla- yeah. Glasses oh, yeah. steamed, windows steamed. Yeah, when, they, like, oh, when they were back. saying that weather was, was their summer, I was, I was thinking to myself, don't you dare come to Florida in July. Oh, boy. Yeah. You will die. Yeah. Yeah, our, our, our summer is just, uh, yeah. Listen, I've, I've, been to some, I've been to some places, and I can tell you the, the two hottest places on, on earth I've ever been. Um, in, the, in the high... Uh, flatlands desert uh, between two mountains in Kandahar, it gets to about 130, 135 degrees. Okay. Um, to where, when you see a breeze, and you know how you could, you could, you feel a breeze coming. You, you know the wind starts to move, the trees start to shake. Right. When you saw that happening, you you ran from it. <laughs> it's coming! Because, it's coming! Because it was like it was like standing in front of an oven, and then somebody turned a fan on in the back of the oven. Yeah. It was just going to encompass you and, and drain you and put you down. The other place is, is in August, in Florida, when you walk behind Cinderella's Castle <laughs> and get ready to branch off to either Tomorrowland or, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, the, where Tom's uh, Huck Sawyer is. Frontierland. Frontierland, yeah. Yep. Um, and there's, there's, a, there's a concrete patch there, about 30 by 30 yards it's on the high spot. It's where the water comes through, but it's kind of more of a standing still water. Yep. Not a nasty water, but there's so there's humidity there, and that sun hits this. It's like a concrete bowl. Yep. And it gets to where you are like, oh my god, this is like, this is like the the, the Kandahar Desert, the 135 degrees, but now throw some water on it to get that sauna mix going. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's, it's that it's that sh- wet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is I mean I'm. I'm Florida born and raised, and Central Florida, you know, our, our, the Orlando area. It, come down and visit all you want, and yeah. you know, watch the local news. I will. I'm here to tell you without a doubt, they are not telling you the truth on the actual no. temperature. No, because you, as a tourist, are not going to get out and walk around the the amusement parks in yeah 105, 110 degree weather yep. oh it's 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 95 but it feels like 103 yeah 
Uh, add add a, yeah. a few more degrees to that. Listen, when they say it's 95 and it feels like 103, well, if that's what it feels like, that's, that's what, what it is. is. Okay. Um, the uh, the only other place I've been to that uh, was 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 that weird temperature kind of a thing was uh, I got off the plane in uh, uh, Manila, uh, and uh, there we still got off the had, plane. Had, had a rough month in Manila one weekend. Oh boy, and it was a, I spent a while there, um, <laughs> and um, all throughout the the, the PI, um, and um, the we we they still wheeled the and this was big planes too. They still wheeled the uh, 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 the jetway out to the the airplane and then you had to get down and walk on the on the tarmac into the terminal right um but when they opened that door and you got out and it was it was probably noon but it looked like four or five you know it looked like in the evening time because the smog there where everybody else in the world may have decided hey we should probably pay attention to this smog thing the philippines decided and we're an island we don't care yeah nobody we we don't give we don't give a crap and you literally got off and you choked and you couldn't breathe for a day or two. You, you, you had to, you, you couldn't do anything. And it, it was the oppressive humidity and the heat, but the smog in the air was so thick. Uh, I mean, it was like looking through uh, uh, steamed glasses the entire time because of the thickness of the, of the pollution in the air. Yeah. So, but that was in Manila. You know, you go further south and it blew away and it was wonderful. And then you got to go back to Manila. But. All right. Enough weather talk. All right, we're back, gonna, we, on, we, back on topic. We about three, four talk, minutes. Yeah, talking yeah. about the Glock 19. The trigger yes. in the Glock 19. Now, the, the author here criticizes the trigger. He says, uh, uh, the only thing I don't love about it is the trigger. It's too squishy. No, it, what? The trigger on the Glock is perfect. Uh, and, and you can only make it better uh, I, when I, you talk about the... T- not not uh, the... Uh, uh, what is, what's the right term? The, uh, um, the, when it comes back, the reset. Yeah, the reset. I think the trigger on the Glock, the original trigger on the Glock, is perfect. It's it's like, um, listen. I had I shot everything else before, and everything has been perfectly smooth and the, the same amount of trigger pressure the whole way. I like that towards the end of the Glock, it gets a little bit stiffer. It, it's kind of their their method of a single stage adjustable triggers that you have all out there. Mm-hmm. You as you squeeze it, you know. Okay, make sure I'm not shaky. Make sure I have a steady pull. I get to the end, and then it snaps. Right. It cracks on you. And then you're like, oh, oh, I get it. Now, if you're a guy who shoots nothing but single action or, or, or hunting bolt action hunting rifles with a one-pound trigger and a quarter-inch you know, take-up on them, it, of course it's going to feel different. It's going to feel different than any single action trigger. This was designed to be somewhere in the middle of a double action and a single action. That's why they call it a Glock action. They made their own thing up. And it feels like, uh, you know what, I, I tell people it's like it's like stepping on a water balloon. All right? When you're stepping... Yeah, that's a good when, analogy. When you step on it, it's all soft up front. When you get to the bottom, you get to the bottom, it's a little tougher, a little tougher, then pop. Yep. That's it. It's always That's what it's always reminded me of. Now, I, I will go with, you know, to, I don't know, flip side of your coin. Uh, I have very little experience with... Uh, first and second generation triggers. My, ex- I came into it when Glock was in the third generation, and yeah, it wasn't the greatest. I went to the aftermarket route. I went with a, and I didn't. I kept the trigger. I changed out the connector. Okay. And uh, I went with a ghost connector, and you're able to do yeah, some customization. Good stuff. Yeah. It it affected the weight a little bit, but then it also where it really affected it was the length of pull. Yes. Uh, and primarily, uh, as soon as as soon as the trigger broke. 
that's where the motion ended. And then also it gave a very, very short reset. Yes. Uh, then Generations 4 and 5, Glock paid attention to, I, I will give Arthur, ghost. Arthur his credit, yes. to where they paid attention to what Ghost did. Yeah. And I have a Gen 4. Uh, I don't have a Gen 5 yet. Uh, Gen 4, I really have no uh, interest in changing out the trigger. But, uh, yeah, they've, they've gotten better. And my personal opinion, you mentioned how how the parts are readily available. My years behind the counter of, of a gun store when when primarily, I'm, I'm stereotyping, primarily when the guys come in, wanting One to minute. learn about guns, they didn't know much about guns, but they typically knew a lot about cars. Yes. For our old school listeners, a Glock in the gun world is like a small block Chevy yeah. in the car world. Yeah. And for our younger listeners, it's like a Honda Civic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah almost anything you want to do to it, with it, somebody makes a part for it. That's right. It's very true. And, and as ugly as a lot of people might think it is, it I will bet it is in the top three customizable uh, handgun platforms made. Oh, in a minimum. And the only other ones that might be more are the 1911 because it's been around, I don't know, 100 years longer. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, some, uh, and some Smith handguns, revolvers. That's all I could think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. More when we get back. The Caltech PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to room rate. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. 
Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Earlier, every time we talk about Glock, all I can think is uh, I hear the, the, the Stones song being rewritten in my head. I knew it's only Glock and Roll, and I like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. And we, uh, go ahead, sir. I was going to say, we also for, forgot to mention that uh, the beauty of the of the Glock 19, the compact, is it was, a, it was second generation, or not second generation, it was secondary to the full size, the 17, yeah. with primarily either an officer or for the a civilian for concealed carry. And it, you can talk to almost any firearms instructor or any, you know, anybody of knowledge in, in the gun world, and it is arguably the optimum size for concealed carry. It's small enough. Generally, most people with a, with a decent size frame have minimal trouble concealing it, but yet it's large enough, even larger people. I mean, y- even you with your meat paws... Uh, for you know, for you know, mitts for hands, you can get a good, uh, controllable firing grip on a 19, and you know, place what you need to do accurately. Um, you know, the one thing that uh, I always hear uh, uh, people complaining about is the, uh, the the naming convention for Glocks, um, and we do have another story we're going to go to here, folks, in a moment. But yeah. um, the um, the Glocks. Uh, um, they are, just so everybody knows, the number after them is the patent number that Gaston got uh, for, for, his, for creating his firearms. Yes. So the Glock 17 was the first publicly available produced firearm, and it was his 17th patent for, for, for Glock. Now, the, the previous 16 had been, again, bayonets, shovels, canteens. Now we know the Glock 7. Was oh yeah, the, cer- a, the was, ceramic clock. So yeah, that's it. But made out of unobtainium. Unobtainium, exactly right. Um, and uh, the eighteen was the military version that the that the Austrian army wanted. That was the full auto. Then the nineteen was the shorter. And they're fun. You know, then the twenty and the twenty. So every number, folks, whether you've heard of them in America or not, uh, if you didn't hear of them in America, it means because they weren't available in America. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, like the uh, the uh, the twenty three and twenty four. And twenty five, which were three eighties in Europe. Okay, it was uh, twenty five. Uh, yeah, twenty four was available here. That's right. The twenty five. Yeah, I, I then knew you they went to the twenty six and twenty seven. Yeah, they yeah. had they had a three eighty caliber. Yes, the physical size of the twenty six and twenty seven. Yeah, that was the twenty five. Yeah, and whatever yeah. point system we had for importing, right. Because of the caliber, it didn't make it. Right. Uh, so, uh, and in case you're wondering why now we have three eighties from Glock. Because they started assembling and making them here, yeah, in, in Georgia, in Smyrna, Georgia. Yep. Um, so the uh, another, and, and then again, the difference between Aust- Austrian Glocks and people say I want an Austrian Glock rather than a U.S. Glock is the uh, is the finish, the tenor for finish. Yeah. Because uh, Austria doesn't have the EPA. Yes. Yes. And so. there are there are rather hazardous chemicals involved in doing that. My personal opinion, superior. Yes. Finish. Oh yeah, yeah. That it, it is, you know, easily obtained. Yeah, yeah. In in Austria, where here we we can't really do it. Let's just say never cook and clean, never never cook and eat off of your Glock slide. No, Let's no, say that. Don't no, do that. Don't don't lick it. Don't lick. No, don't lick. It. Oh. <laughs> now uh, I tell you. Now I tell you. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, you're talking about they're their naming the models after the patent numbers. Sometimes I wish they would do that differently because that, you know, everybody, it, it became. At a certain point, it, it got confusing. It, it, it came, <laughs> came uh, become common jargon. Right. Like, I want one of them Glock 40s. And especially after, you know, a couple of years ago, I was, oh, cool. You like long slide 10 millimeters too, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want one of the 40s. Yeah, that's the model 40. Yeah, yeah. Full size frame. You know, long slide no, no. ten mil. I want a Glock and forty cal. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, do you want a twenty two, twenty three, or twenty seven? I want a Glock forty. Well, see, I, and for years, I <sighs> I got to say I love my Glock forty five yeah. because it, because the only thing out there when what, in the Glock twenty five was the twenty ones, the thirties, and the thirty sixes. That yeah. was it, right? Yeah. Now they came out with a Glock forty five, and, and I'm like, uh, I think that's the long slide. No, it's the it's the forty one. Is the the forty one is the long slide? The twenty one is the standard. The thirty six. No, no. There is a model Glock forty five now, though. But it's not forty five ACP. No, it's not. That's the. That's my point. Oh, oh exactly. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where I'm going. Yeah, I want a Glock forty five. It's not forty five ACP. It's nine millimeter. Yeah, yeah. It's a full size frame with a with a compact slide. Yep. Yeah. So we're we're two <sighs> we're two away because we're at what Glock forty eight right now, and then uh, I think so. The next two, I want I want a Glock fifty. I want a Glock fifty. <laughs> And it would be awesome if they they made a small run of them in in fifty uh, uh, AE. Well, I I do have a <laughs> I do have a Glock with a Guncrafter Industry upper <laughs> on it that's in fifty USGI caliber. I love my Glock fifty uh, caliber. Yeah. All right. All right. We've, let's we've, move on. We beat this. We did. Uh, lovable dead horse to death. We're gonna move on to Smith and Wesson. Speaking of speaking of dead horses. The, the state of Massachusetts has decided to kill a moneymaker. Yeah. All right. You see this You see this everywhere, folks. Every every time there's a new law and there's some wokeness and, and some, some state says, well, we're going to do this because it's good for the children. And then people like Smith & Wesson go, hey, I got something for you right here. We out. <laughs> oh, so this goes along with uh, uh, get woke, go broke. That's it. Get woke, go broke. Smith, one of America's uh, oldest and most popular guns, is holstering. Massachusetts facilities and moving its headquarters to Texas. Uh, Tennessee. What did I say? You said Texas. Oh, you got I, Texas on the brain. I got Texas brain. on the brain. Tennessee. And Tennessee, according to Bob Lee Swagger, the patron state of shooting stuff. That's it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Florida. Do you know what Florida is? I know you drive it up all the time. You should know. If the gunshine state. Florida. Well, it, we, we are the dead animal on the side of the road state. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, I was actually surprised. I saw beavers. Where'd you stop? <laughs> They were dead on the side of the road. No, oh, all right, gotcha. They got hit by traffic. I don't know. Gotcha. My, my simple brain, I thought, you know, beavers are up north, not yeah. in North Florida. But was it a beaver or was it a nutria? Oh well, as best I could see, at sixty-five miles an hour running down the road, that was a wide, flat tail. Well, it could have been hit. Could have been run yeah, over. Could have been flattened over. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 no, there's beavers up there. Yeah, yeah there are. Uh, in addition to relocating the headquarters, Smith will transfer its distribution, assembly, and plastic injection molding operations, create 750 new jobs, according to Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development. company plans to break ground in co- a commercial area known as Partnership Park North before the end of the year, move expected to be complete within the next year and a half. And, and just to give you a, little, a couple of high points to, to think about, this is a 165-year-old company. Yeah. They're up and moving and investing 
$125 million because they're tired of the BS. Oh, yeah. Yes. Of, you know, the, the, the taxes. There's the, some new laws that have yeah. been proposed in, in Massachusetts. Uh, the, the CEO, Mark Smith, said recently that uh, proposed legislation in Massachusetts would prevent the company from manufacturing certain firearms in the Commonwealth. Firearms that account for... 60% of the company's revenue. These bills will prevent Smith from manufacturing firearms that are legal in almost every state in America and are safely used by tens of millions of law-abiding citizens every day exercising their constitutional Second Amendment rights, protecting themselves and their family. Unfortunately, likely that such, re- such restrictions would be raised again led to a review of the best path forward for Smith & Wesson. And Smith said, bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's what we're going to do. Bye-bye. Um, state officials have told uh, the, the Tennessee that ranks number one in the nation for employment in the small arms and, manu- and ammunition sector. Employment increasing by 54% over the last five years. There's over 20 small arms and ammunition manufacturers located in Tennessee. They're heading there. Yeah. One yeah, of, we know one of mine, though, yeah. off the top of my head is uh, Barrett. Yeah. Barrett Firearms is, yeah. is in Tennessee. Yep. Yep. Plenty others have gone there. They've... Oh, yeah. uh, they've uh, they have said uh, to heck with you. You know, uh, we, we've seen it. Listen, um, we in New York and Connecticut and Massachusetts, because those are the traditional old facilities where where, where firearms were made. You know, Revolutionary War era, and they've, they've still been there. Are now they're just bailing. Goodbye, bye bye. I'm I'm waiting to see when we're going to start seeing the few firearms manufacturers still in California starting to move out. Well, we did see this week um, Tesla's leaving. Yeah, Tesla's going to Texas. Yep, Tesla's leaving. Tesla told them uh, bye-bye. Now, Tesla, I did hear that they would have moved earlier, but they have to stop every 300 miles to recharge. <laughs> <laughs> but they get there fast. They get there fast. So. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSorry.com studios. Until next hour, because we'll be right back, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember... Keep your head on a swivel. The Deltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second... When innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. 
Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, hosting the program for the remainder of uh, the, the, well, the next hour, I guess, here. So uh, uh, let me uh, let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my fellow compatriots, because I don't do the show by myself. On my right is the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back. Doing that boss stuff. Oh, yeah. Like a boss. Like, like a boss. So let me understand this. You uh, you cut your own legs off like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> like a boss. Um, you said that already. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, we are... Uh, we, we, I think we, uh, we we hit the Glock pretty good last hour for oh, those that uh, yeah. did, did not have the opportunity to join us first hour. Um, we, uh, we talked about the, uh, the, uh, the Glock 19 and the beauty that she is. Uh, then we talked about Smith and Wesson uh, leaving uh, the uh, the state of Massachusetts. Is that how you say it? Massachusetts? Massachusetts. They, they decided to leave all the mass holes behind. Oh, look at there! That's it. We did it just like that. Um, and um, now we got another hour of programming coming at you. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, hmm, what to do? What to do? You know, we had some. Um, we I, I didn't get to go to a gun store. While we were in Texas, me neither, because we were really, really busy on the Friday and Saturday when we were there, and Sunday was like, okay, we got some time Sunday, we'll knock some stuff out. Well, the two things we wanted to look at, liquor stores and gun stores, closed. Yeah, closed. Some weird. I don't know if it's a state law or just a, a Dallas County or Fort Worth County uh, or city laws, whatever it was. Uh, uh, you, you could, they didn't have them. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So it was like. Uh, Crap! <laughs> you know what? What do we do now? What? Yeah, sitting there twiddling our thumbs, counting uh, furniture at the pool. You know, there's yeah. one, one, one yard furniture, two yard furniture. Uh, so it was. Uh, yeah, and your your wife wouldn't let you go smoke cigars with me. So you called her. She was there. Where? <sighs> you guys got to do a better job of letting me know when you see her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can run and hide? Yeah, exactly right. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, uh, All in all, good trip. Good trip. Uh, Next one coming up looks like, like we said, SHOT Show. So that's late late January? Third week in in January. Looking at uh, perhaps a trip to Phoenix. There's a a very large gun show in Phoenix coming up. uh, Fajonix? 
Yes, I call, I call, I, I call it Fahonix and Tuxkin. <laughs> the, the, the area. You got the Fahonix and Tuxkin. You guys need to learn to pronounce your words correctly. Uh, they have the, you know, the uh, Crossroads of the West gun yes. show that they do there. And that's actually a, a buying and selling gun show. Yes, yes. But it's... it's uh, Monstrous. It's, yeah, it's huge, huge. Huge. Yeah, yeah. What do they say, like 400 vendors or something like that? Oh, it's 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 close to 1,000 vendors, oh, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it's gotten yeah. big. Yeah. Um, and I know a couple times a year they do it at uh, like a regular convention hall. Uh-huh. And then the other time of year, one, de- one time of year they do it in the uh, the football stadium. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, well, I guess that's it. I, you know, I guess we'll just say goodbye to everybody. No, we got, we got plenty <laughs> more to go. Um, I, I do want to get into We're going to start talking to you about um, um, uh, this. this uh, again, out of, out of Texas, uh, it's something we saw while we were there as well. Um, the, 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 there was a law passed in Texas. There was a bunch of good laws passed in Texas over the last legislative cycle. And, and, and why you see these uh, um, all, in, all in a bunch when you see them uh, coming from Texas is um, Texas legislature only meets every other year. So whereas I think it's only two states that do that or three states that do that where they meet uh, every other year rather than every year. Um, and it, um, the law says it basically told banks – Federal, federal recognized banks, you know, internet or national banks that says, uh, listen, here's a deal. If um, you are a bank in the state of Texas, you cannot discriminate against the individual that owns a firearm, that's purchasing a firearm, the gun store that has a firearms, sells firearms, purchasing firearms, processing firearms, uh, the distributor that manufacturers, you know, sales, delivery, whatever, as long as they're obeying the laws, you in the banking system cannot discriminate discriminate against them because you don't believe in firearms. The Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. They're not breaking the law. You cannot discriminate against your, your banking policies with them. If you do, you will be barred from doing any financial work with any government entity in the state of Texas. Hit them where it hurts. Yeah. In the wallet. Exactly right. So so you, you want to do the uh, the whole, oh, well, we're not going to process Johnny Smith's uh, you know, uh, request to buy a firearm from whatever you know, gun store. That's fine. You just lost out on the, you know, the bond finance for new roads in Dallas. Yeah. More. Get woke. Go broke. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So... Uh, and it has hit hard three different uh, 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 banking systems. For the most part, everybody has uh, has been playing has been playing by uh, the rules, right? Well, um, Bank of America, which is Bank of America minus you know certain parts of the Constitution. Yeah. So, uh, Bank of Liberal America, City Citibank, and J.P. Morgan. By the way, all three of which. Headquartered Manhattan under de Blasio's thumb. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, right. And, right? and J.P. Morgan, just for some people, might not connect the dots. That's Chase Bank. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, full disclosure, I have a Chase credit card, 
and I purposely use it every single time I buy ammunition. Oh, I, I do this. Ammunition, yeah, yeah, firearms, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, I do, yeah. that's the one I use. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have a, a B of A card. And I, I listen, I had a B of A of account, uh, uh, a work account, mm-hmm. and I totally canceled them and just wrote them a big letter and blah, blah, blah. And then they sent me a credit card application with a ridiculous interest rate. So I did it, and I do just like you. I mean, like, if I've got $100 cash in my pocket burning a hole, and I come across 60 bucks worth of ammo, I'm putting it on a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> just so they can see it. Just yep. so somebody there's got to go, eh. Again? <laughs> you know? Oh, man. You know? One minute. Yep. So, yeah, they, uh, they, they those th- these are the bad ones. Wall Street's uh, three biggest municipal bond underwriters have seen business grind to a halt in Texas after the state enacted a law that blocks governments from working with banks that have curtailed ties to the gun industry. Um yeah, this is this has just been wonderful. Again, like you said, Earl, this is a this is a, a, a clear message of go woke, go broke. Yeah, that's that's how it's going to work. I tell people all the time, I vote with my wallet. It's the most effective way is voting with your wallet. You know? Yeah, because I mean, and, and I'm, I'm I may go to extreme. They're probably not cutting off any business with a, a, a the adult industry, uh, and that's controversial. A lot of people would want mm-hmm. that, yeah. but it's legal. Firearms are legal as well. Firearms are actually protected yep. legally, but they don't want to do business. All right. That's it. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. We'll be back after the break. The Caltech PMR yeah. 30 is no run of the mill 22 Mag lightweight yeah. pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30 round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, Brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. 
Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's Boundary Oak Distillery. We need a story. One minute. Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Um, Earl, there's a, there's a, there's a study going around. I want to give this to all the people, all the peoples I know. So let me make sure we get this right here. Um, let me make sure said uh, the the right stats. Um, how many what's it, how many states this year have we gotten uh, or in the past year have we gotten constitutional carry out of? I think it's been four or five states have signed on over over the past. Oh, added up, yeah. Yeah, added up, and and now we have constitutional carry uh, over the past uh, four or five years. Totaling uh, what forty five. Uh, no, twenty. Twenty now that have constitutional oh, okay. constitutional carry, not not uh, um, shall carry, uh, uh, but constitutional carry, w- which means carry without a permit, permitless carry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, I, only there, the, I only need the constitution to carry my right, gun. Right. Right. Yeah. There's, is it forty five that allow open carry? Forty forty six now. South okay, Carolina okay. just came on board. Okay, that's that's yeah. where I was in confusion. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. Um, the. Uh, the, so so we've had uh, uh, five uh, five more go. Uh, we've had uh, uh, another open carry state join. Uh, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that when I was doing this calculation in my head. But um, um, over the past year, more than 21 million concealed carry holders, uh, new 21 million new concealed carry holders. That's up 10.5% in 2020. Nice. Up 10.5%. Now, here's what I want you to... Think about folks while we're going through this. That's that's up ten and a half percent from the previous year, but immediately take away five states, and we're not talking small states. I'm talking like a Texas in here also. So once you take away a quarter of the country that don't even count anymore, because guess what? In Texas, nobody's applying for for permits anymore because they have constitutional carry. They don't need them. So in the twenty states. 20 states, so, you know, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's, I, I, I'm trying to think of the population-wise, not just the 20 out of 50, uh, which is 40%, but um, y- y- the, the, 20, the 20 states 
get rid of those states and this and the, and the number of permit applications is still up over 10 percent nice um well, let's see. Let's give you some highlights from the story here. We knew that the great gun run of 2020 led to million, millions of new gun owners. But according to the new uh, research from our, our good friend John Lott over at the, the Crime Prevention Research Center, it's also led to a huge increase in the number of individuals licensed to carry the firearm. Uh, CRPC shows that there are an estimated 21.5 million concealed carry licenses across the United States and I'm going to believe, uh, uh, Earl, that that's 21.5 million new ones because in Florida alone we have 10 million. <laughs> you know, we, nice. It's 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 ridiculous. Um, uh, actually, that's not true. In Florida, what is what Florida is? We're we're 20 million population, and it's two million. I believe it's over two million. Yeah, carry, carry permit. Yes. Uh, last I remember hearing was 2.8. 2.8. Okay, so so Florida's up around 13, 14 percent. Of everybody, so that means one in seven, one in eight people are carrying a firearm or licensed to carry a firearm. Um, so perhaps it is twenty-one point five million carry licenses across the United States. Now, again, remember, in forty percent of the country, there's no requirement to have a license. Nice. So there's there's no requirement, so that that number is not included in there. Um, eight point three percent of American adults have permits. That's outside of restrictive states. Of California and New York, about ten percent of adults have a permit. So, get rid of New York and California, and it's ten percent. Include them, and it's eight point three. In fifteen states, more than ten percent of adults have permits. Since two thousand nineteen, Arkansas and Oklahoma have fallen below ten thousand, but now they're all constitutional carry states. Which means, guess what? We're going to continue to see their numbers go down because that state can either grant those people a lifetime permit for whatever reason, or those people could just let them expire. Yeah. They don't need to have the permit anymore. Except maybe like a secondary ID just to freak, yeah. out, freak out the people at the bank when they say, oh, we're going to need to see, see a second form of ID. Do you, All right, do, here you go. Hold on. Here we go. Sidebar. When you, when you get to the bank uh -huh. and somebody asks you for a secondary form of ID. Now, listen, in Florida, I'll tell you this, folks. Um, it's a state-level ID, and I know in many states it's a county-issue ID, so it's not the high-speed ID that you would get from a state agency. It looks more like an old, and, and many like California, for instance, their concealed weapons permits look like your high school library cards. You know, <laughs> uh, might have your name with a picture and it's, and it's a simple lamination with a signature on it. Right. It's the kind of thing that an underage kid wishes he could he could use to get <laughs> you know alcohol with. Uh, you know, um, but. When you're asked for that second form of ID, because in Florida, it's very, very official looking. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it's as good as the state driver's license, if not better. Um, do you use that? Do you, do you use that as your secondary? I have. I don't regularly, but I have just because uh, she, was, she was being a pain. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. that situation. It was yeah. in a bank, and she yeah. was being a pain. And yeah. I need, I'm going to need to second form of my ID. Yeah. Hey. Here you go. There you go. And I slid it to her, and you could see she just reached out and grabbed it, and then starts looking at it. Oh, thank you, sir. We'll, we'll, be, we'll take <laughs> you right away. Like, yeah. yeah. Listen. Thank you. Clearly not meant to be threat. No. Uh, um, you know, I you, handed you, her a piece yeah, of plastic. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't, you didn't hand her a piece of paper that said, "Now give me the rest of my money." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I I, I was uh, just uh, again. This is a Florida only 
situation, I was more inclined to do use the concealed carry permit as secondary form of ID when it had uh, addresses on it. And I don't yes. remember how many years ago yeah, they, they, while, yeah. they, they quit doing that. So it just has my name. And granted, you know, it's state, state recognized and all that, but it's just name and photo. Though, I mean, ultimately it serves a purpose, but I, I wanted it. I, I would be more inclined if it had more of my personal information on there to prove to them, you know, to really smack them over the head. This is me and this is me. Two forms of ID. Here you go. I have had, had that happen before to me. I um, uh, I know I keep a number of IDs with me. Several. We uh, sat there and counted them one time. <laughs> oh <Holy laughs> crap! You got I, a bunch of IDs. I do have a lot of IDs, and most of them have the same name. Um, the uh, <laughs> uh, the um, uh, uh, but the one thing that uh, I like and and, and, I, and I'll use the the. the Firearms permit, the concealed firearms permit in Florida for is the reason you said is there's no longer an address on it. Now the reason that was done was, and I want to say it was about ten years ago. Yeah. Because be. in in Florida, you're, if you have a concealed weapons permit, your your address is protected. All right. Well, the way to further protect it is to not even have it on the rolls yep. or have it on the books. Now, does it exist somewhere in the headquarters of the issuing agency? Yes. It's in the cloud. Right. Nobody but, understands But this way, when a subpoena makes its way through and they say, we want the names and addresses of everybody that's been issued one, they can go, well, we can give you the names. We don't have the addresses. Yeah. You know, what do you mean? We don't have the address. Yeah. So the address is not on there. Um, so I, I have given it before as a second form of ID, knowing there's no address on it. And they said, we can't take this ID, sir. It doesn't have your address on it. And I said, tell me how knowing where I live helps you identify who's standing in front of you. True. Yeah. It's a state-issued ID. That's my picture. That's my name. It matches the other one you have in your hand. Yep. It's either, they're either both state IDs or neither one of them works. So you make up your mind. I'll remember that next time. Yeah. There you go. Um, well, sir, we're going to have to go to your house and look through your drawers and make sure it's your clothes at this address. Yeah. Really? All that's right. what you want to do? <laughs> Can you clean up and tidy, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. tidy up while you're there? Exactly. Darn my socks, too, while you're there. <laughs> that's it. Darn you, socks. Uh, but uh, all right, so we got off track a little bit there. So, yeah. <laughs> But I was curious. I, Big surprise I, there. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't use a lot of... Uh, uh, I don't use it a lot. I, I've got a, I've got uh, numerous IDs, but um, that one is, is is one that stays to like the the same reason you use it. You know, it's time to make a point here. You know, yeah, it's yeah. Time to make a darn point. You know, um, or like when I go to a government building and I want them to ask the question, <laughs> "Do you have a firearm on you?" Why, yes, I do. Is that a problem? Well, we just we need to make note of it. Okay. Make note of it. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, can we see the firearm? No, that's One not how minute. this works. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Read, read that. <laughs> yeah. Read that permit. Yeah. It says concealed. Um, it's concealed. Because in Florida, you're allowed to unless it's an active committee chambers meeting or city council meeting, you can't take a firearm in there. But if I'm going to the county office to re up a license or you know business license or uh, uh, anything like that, you're allowed to have your firearm there. Well, it's a government building. Well, yeah. And? Yeah, great. You know, you're going to put a cop with me every every second? Yeah. You're going to provide my protection? A lot yeah. of people think it's illegal to carry a firearm into a bank. It's like, I just put $10,000 in cash in my pocket. Yeah. You think I'm not going to be armed? Yeah. For the record, I put 9900 in mine. So, <laughs> that's it. He gave me a buck. Yeah, that's it. There you go. 
Because otherwise you got to do that extra IRS paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from MaxFag.com Studios. Hey, it's over 600 bucks, so they're, oh, they're going right? to look anyway. Ridiculous now. <laughs> Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program. With all of the above and more, selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people. People just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me. And it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Staff Sergeant Nathan L. Wyrick died October 10th, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Wyrick of Enumclaw, Washington, was assigned to the 1st Battalion, 32nd Infantry Regiment, 3rd Brigade Combat Team, 10th Mountain Division, Fort Drum, New York. He was formerly based at Joint Base Lewis-McCord. Staff Sergeant Wyrick left behind a wife and four sons. He was a 1996 graduate of Franklin Pierce High School where he played football. He was a supply specialist who deployed to Afghanistan in March. He had two previous deployments to Iraq. Staff Sergeant Nathan L. Wyrick. You are not forgotten. If you are a family member. 
issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell. Major Bell's on the phone. 4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself, whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for sponsoring uh, the Fallen Heroes segment of the program since the the inception of this program. Seven, seven years ago, right? Seven years ago. Seven? I already? I know, right? It's almost time for raises. Um, the, uh, what? You get paid? Well, no, in radio. I mean, I figure we, if we could double what we're making now. All right. We could, hey, we wait, could, wait a minute. I remember, I, remember the, I remember this from math. Zero times zero is zero. That's right. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, uh, but uh, listen, uh, Kevin, again, appreciate uh, the, the, the total sponsorship of that. It's MaxLawOrlando.com. MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. And if you've got gun stuff and you're anywhere in the country, look them up. Look them up. And if you've got a divorce, let's just say he does, uh, he does package deals if you've got more than one. So, um, <laughs> Repeat customers? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly uh, like right. Uh, someone we know? Exactly right. Hey, on the line with us, we have the chief <laughs> law enforcement officer of the program. Please welcome back to the show, Major Bill. Oh, I see we, we have jokes today there, Earl, huh? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I got some buddies with, uh, you know, commercial vehicles. Uh, I knew you know. were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. You know, I, I, I know where your hub is, sir. <laughs> so, hey, uh, I'm on, you know, I'm on my 34-hour reset. They might forget between now and then. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, just, you know, yeah, we'll you call a little text here and there, you know. <laughs> or maybe, you know, I, I'll call some buddies up there in Alabama, too. They get you right at the border. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Alabama. You know what you're doing that nonsense in Alabama. Yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll be waiting on me at the chicken coop, huh? <laughs> that's exactly right, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. Well, hello, Chef. I thought you would be just taller. Just remember, you know, for, for reaction, there's an equal and opposite reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Well, it was all Earl. I don't want to say anything about it, but it was all Earl. Sign here. <laughs> Press hard. You're making yeah, seven no, I, copies. I think you kind of you led into that there. You teed it up. Let I let it fly. Thought, listen, I'm, yeah, but I'm walking to work. Yeah, so yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> listen, you know, you, you, if you get a good pitch, you got to swing at it, you know? You exactly, you exactly. It. You take it. Exactly right. Uh, so how are things in the world of Major Bill this week? How are things going? Yeah, well, you know, it's been a busy week, uh, as you know. We've we've uh, been chatting throughout the week. Went up, uh, went up there to uh, O Town and enjoyed the uh, the Halloween Horror Nights, uh, the the 30th anniversary there. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then uh, we uh, went west and south down to uh, to Naples for the uh, Fraternal Order of Police State Conference. Nice. So we were over, nice. uh, over there, uh, and then then just uh, made it home. Uh, uh, late last night, so we had a uh, you know a little little run about the state. So uh, it it was it was good times. A lot lot of things going on, uh, you know, with the legislature and, and uh, things that are uh, going to be addressed for law enforcement, mostly in a positive way. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep up to date on that. Excellent, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, it was a was a was a long week for us. I I know I did some. Uh, at a at a long flight down to South Florida on uh, uh, listen, folks. I say long flight to South Florida when you're going a 125 knots. It's a long flight and it's and it's bouncing. It's like riding into 
when you, when you get in a helicopter and you go really fast, it's like riding in the back of a five ton. Okay, it's just you're bouncing the whole way, and all you're doing is trying to stay awake. It's just, <laughs> it's just rocking you to sleep, Jumbo. It's just, uh, it's it's it was tough. And I got down there, and I said, uh, "Hey, Major, are you around?" He's like, "No, I'm in Orlando." And I'm like, "Well, crap." <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> Wait a minute, yeah, I'm right, down so. here. You're up there. <laughs> it was it was the reverse. So it uh, it just it just worked out that way, and it's uh, it's all right. We catch up here on the radio, so. Um, we well we, we we did a bunch of talking. Now we got about four minutes left. I know you had a story for us. Uh, yeah, you know, whenever you want to look at something crazy when it comes to to, to guns and to, to to law enforcement and prosecution, there's really only one place. Well, there's a lot of places you can look, but one of the places that really stands out is uh, you know, what was that Blues Brothers song, "Sweet Home Chicago." Sweet Home uh, Chicago. So, you know, <laughs> Yeah, let's jump on the, the the old Google Earth there, and let's head up to Chicago, where Illinois prosecutors have rejected charging five suspects in a deadly gang-related shootout in Chicago. Um, and you won't believe the reason why. Uh, now, we have, you know, five people shot. There was a, a dispute between two different factions of the Four Corner Hustlers gang uh, over there in the Austin community of Chicago that led to gunfire uh and we had people that were shot we had uh one person that was killed and it required a standoff with the SWAT team to uh, get those people in custody where over 70 rounds were fired uh Man. so you know th- th- we're not talking just you know a-, a-, a little shooting here we're talking a big shooting yeah so the police arrest these five suspects and uh, it turns out that they were released a, cu- a couple days later without being charged. And the quote from the prosecutor's office was that mutual combatants was cited as the reason for rejection of charges. Mutual um, combatants. When I read that, mutual combatants. Mutual combatants in, in, in a gunfight. I... I don't understand it. Uh, and then, of course, you know, when this was raised, um, the uh, prosecutor's office started to backtrack, and they went with the old familiar standby of, well, we don't feel that there was uh, enough for uh, for us to gain a conviction. So okay, it, it, it just baffles my mind. Okay. Okay. And when dealing with this, and we've seen all, we've seen a lot of the uh, uh, prosecutors throughout the country that are turning into uh, public defenders, uh, and it's making us harder and harder for us to do our job and keep the streets safe. That is a um, uh, um, an absolute ridiculous statute. You and I both remember when. Um, uh, domestic violence laws, uh, you know, started in, uh, in 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 the country and Florida specific, where it went from, um, uh, you know, mutual combat. Well, why didn't you guys make an arrest? It was always mutual combat, and they said no. You have to determine the aggressor. You have to determine who started. But so now we're back to the flip side where the misdemeanor mutual combatant must be determined who the initial aggressor is, so they could be charged. But if there's murders and guns involved, then we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And, you know, and this isn't the first time that the Cook County Prosecutor's Office has done that. 
uh, last week they had a similar mutual combatant incident in uh, Shamsburg, Illinois, where an 18-year-old man was stabbed to death uh, in an incident that was even caught on video. And they said that the, the, the victim, Manuel Portes Jr., uh, agreed to uh, confront a... One minute. One fight. Uh, now, the victim was punched in, uh, in the face, fell down, and then the suspect jumped on top of him and stabbed him in the neck with a knife, and killing him. And the prosecutors once again said, oh, well, that was mutual combatant. Okay. All right. That's just. So no murder charge. No, nothing. Uh, that was mutual combatants. Listen, uh, sir, I would love to go into this much, much more, but we're coming on the end of the segment. And um, so we need to uh, bid ourselves adieu. And, uh, and please, you and everybody else, stay safe out there. Absolutely. And all my brothers and sisters in blue, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, and watch your six. It was Armstrong Radio coming to you live from MagSwag.com Studios. You guys will see you right after the break. The Caltech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room... You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from... What, are we on? Are we on? We're good? We're good? You give me that look. It's... 
What? Weird, though. Too, too, it's weird? Yeah, it's going... You know, Can't hear him. Left, left and right of my Oh, headset. okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a you second. pushed a button. I did, I pushed it word. Hold on, I got to uh, turn it off. There we go, there we go, there we go. So on our, on our board system here, folks, it's a series of eight inputs, right, for different... Um, uh, you know, I've got taken set them in stereo, set them in mono, set them in mixed track, multi tracks. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of big words that I'm not even sure what they all mean. But, but if I touch one and two separately, then it's it, it, it activates microphone one and two separately. If I touch one and two together, it combines them into uh, a left and right track and and it eliminates Earl's. So so because <laughs> he's on he's on track. To, uh, uh, one, I'm on track two, and it just it just works out. We could we switched that side, but but we're good. We're back. So you know, hey, welcome, welcome. It's the last segment of the show. Already, last segment of the show. Yeah, we may have to get with Major Bill's, uh, uh you know, his uh, his agent there. See about getting him some more time on the program. Yeah. <laughs> see if we can't work him back in a little bit. Just get him back in. You know what? We forgot to ask him if he's coming to Shot Show with us this year. Probably. Probably. I think so. I think so. Yeah. We get it. Cut. We get it done. Uh, so we'll get him there with us as well, and we got to try and we definitely have to kidnap Kevin. Yeah, I mean I think he's going to be there anyway. I mean it might be more of a warrants thing, but you know, <laughs> a, but you know it's just we'll we'll, we'll get him there as well. Yes. I mean the ATF's just going to want to talk to him, right? <laughs> so, they already are right yeah. now. Well, I mean Ooh. you know matter where he is, they want to talk to him at this point. So he is wearing them out. Oh boy, boy it it is it is a. Um, he is he has taken them to task that that's for sure um it's just i you know i'm not even gonna get into into it we're just gonna let kevin come on come back on board when he tells us the story so um Earl, you got a story there let's see this yes. let's hear this uh th- there was probably very little to any uh news coverage there was a shooting in a high school in texas yes there was uh let's see i'm trying to look at the the uh, suspect was taken into custody. Yes. Spent uh, maybe 24 Ad- hours. Adult yeah. suspect, 18-year-old. Yeah, 18-year-old suspect yeah, yeah. was uh, taken into custody, uh, was in, in custody for you know 24 hours or so, was given a $75,000 bond. 75000 Did he just bring uh, a gun? Is that all that happened? No. He shot uh, four people. Yep. Uh, one of them is still in a coma. Yep. Uh, they uh, quite honestly don't know if he's going to make it or not. Yep. If that's a fifteen-year-old. Yep. Um, but they're saying that he, uh, he, he. Uh, it was self-defense because he was being bullied because he wears nice clothes and drives a fancy car. But then. Uh, huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He, uh, the f- the fight was broken up, and the two students calmed down. But then, and I'm, uh, the name is given, but I'm not referring to it, the, the, the suspect pulled out a firearm from his backpack and fired several, several shots that struck the, uh, the person still in the hospital and two other people, according to the arrest warrant. Now, give me a quick rundown. Uh, I know even, you know, I don't know Texas law, and even if it is plausible and everything of standard ground and all that, Fight was broken up. Two two individuals, students, calmed down. Yes. Then somebody pulls a firearm. Yes. Is that, you know, justifiable of needing to be 
you know, no, that's frequently stick. called as his uh, intent. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 uh, he, you know they it formulated intent. This was not a uh, a burning bed situation. This was not a stand your ground situation. This was not a self defense situation. Uh, what's more, Earl is uh, that they also found video after this, by the way, of this the shooter, the eighteen year old shooter who was alleged allegedly bullied uh-huh. because he had a nice car and nice clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, they found video of him. Uh, um, kicking the crap out of one of these other kids. Oh, so he's beating somebody up, then pulls a gun on him. Yes, on a separate claim, incident. Yeah, claiming he was being he's, bullied. He was bullied. He was bullied because he he'd, he'd already beat the crap out of one of these kids, and but he was the one being bullied. Yeah, and also one, one of the people uh, in uh, I'm I'm going to say bystander uh, that uh, was injured was a 25 year old English teacher who you know doing what a teacher should was jumping in to break up the fight. Yep. Yeah, he was shot in the back. Uh, suffer- right, suffering right broken lung. ribs, yep. a collapsed lung. Uh, and and uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember, uh, looking at the layout of the article, trying to find everything that I wanted. Uh, when uh, the, the suspect was re- released and taken home, uh, well, actually, he went. was taken to his grand- grandparents' house. He was thrown a welcome home party. Yep. Doesn't that sound right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Trying to get. Uh, I wanted to quote it without going off the top the, of my head. This that he. I'm trying to think. This was uh, this was reported uh, also, Earl, as a um, um, the the anti. Because remember, we have constitutional carry now in uh, in Texas now since the past month. Okay. And this was said. Constitutional carry leads to shooting in school. Constitutional carry does not allow or authorize carrying a firearm on school grounds by an 18-year-old? No. What? I can't I can't. No. You mean I can't? No. But 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 it's constitutional no. carry. Now. That means No. I mean I can commit uh-uh. felonies. I uh-uh. can commit. Nope. Nope. I'm trying to uh I was trying to get into the I thought I saw there, something with charges what he was being charged with. Yeah, aggravated assault here. Yeah, aggravated yeah, assault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shooting four people uh doesn't uh, that sounds like attempted murder to me. Um, yeah, especially when they can formulate intent. You know, uh, when you when you have intent to be able to to say uh, that this happened. Now, if it's one of those, um, I brought a gun to school for protection, okay, and then I got jumped. I had no intent to go do anything. But when it's, I brought a gun to school. I got in a fight. Got in a fight. Calmed down. Then walked over to my backpack, pulled the gun out, and started and blasting, went, and then went back to the kid. Yeah, that's 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 different. Yeah, that's yeah. A, there's and, your there's your intent. And, and the, the the main reason why you might not have heard much at all, if anything, about this. Why is that, Earl? Uh, the suspect is what is affectionately referred to as a POC, a person of color. Oh my God! He's black. You're telling me it doesn't meet the narrative? No, exactly not. Exactly not. And, and they want. You know, and then that's what irks me is how much is going on here. Of oh, he he was defending himself. He he was being bullied. So George Zimmerman getting his his skull yeah. slammed into the concrete with a black ma- young man, 18 years old, over six foot tall, sitting on his chest. Slamming his skull into the concrete, saying "You're going to die tonight," doesn't justify self-defense, but this does. 
talk about double standards. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wonder how often they have to grease the wheels that are on that goalpost. Yeah, you're right. Um, this, is, um, this is typical. Uh, listen, um, I'm curious to see what comes out of the governor's office down there. Uh, we know that uh, the, the governor, Greg Abbott, has, um, has only recently become really a, a, a governor that does anything. Remember, up until the election last year, nobody heard from him. Remember, he, this is his second term he's in. Right. So um, it wasn't until uh, our, our Colonel West, Alan West, moved to Texas, became the head of the Texas Republican Party, and then announced, you know what? I think I'd like to run for governor in Texas that the governor of Texas decided to do the, <laughs> I, you know, I should probably go to work once in a while. <laughs> I need to step up my, my, my uh, game yep, plan yep. here. So uh, it's, and I think that's a bonus for the state of Texas because what they're getting right now is somebody trying to play makeup and yes. be a good governor, and then you're going to get a new good governor here shortly. So uh, it's a... It's unfortunate. It's it's horrible to see these kids uh, 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 shot. One this minute. adult shot. This teacher shot. Oh yes, but, yes. Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not condoning or condemning the this situation. Uh, I just. I'm. I'm condemning the lack of coverage and broadcasting it far and wide, just because it doesn't fit the narrative. In fact, I I did before doing seeing all this this. Uh, the information about this, I did see somebody tweeted something of, oh, you know, I'm, I'm greatly paraphrasing here. Oh, horrible shooting. Yeah, you know, white people are a threat. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, well, yeah right. The, the shooter was black. Okay. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio. Thank you for joining us. These thanks for Major Bill for joining us this week. Until next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. And if you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember... Keep your head on a swivel. We'll see you next week. The Geltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. No. Um, good right. job. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank Curiosity you. turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On and your belt? Style. Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. All right. All right, that's it. You guys have a good week. Thank you.